Hey listeners. In our podcast, we tell stories of true crime and hauntings, and these stories can sometimes contain gruesome and explicit details. This podcast is not intended for listeners who may not want to listen to the graphic description of true crime events. It may cause triggers. Our hosts are by no means experts on any subject matter they discuss. They're just two friends telling you true stories from our home in the Pacific Northwest. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Or don't. That's okay, too. Okay. Wait, wait, is that wait, not creepy Kate, No, Hold what on. actually is that called? Because that was not spooky. Halloween party scary sounds. No. Okay, 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 I got another one, I got another one. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like wind. Okay, that is wind, but it says evil forces in the night. Okay, hold on, that's just wind. You need one to find a okay, different... Okay, just give me another chance. So sounds like wind. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Welcome to Radio Face Stories, the podcast, where we tell you spooky stories on October and all other months. This is the Halloween special. (laughs) (laughs) Enough of that shit. Sweet. That was a good intro. That was good, right? Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Hi, Darla. Hi, Kez. Welcome back. Happy fucking... What day is it? I don't know. Thursday. (laughs) Happy Thirsty Thursday. That's right. That's why we're having wine. Because we're thirsty for Mm -hmm. it. Only on Thursdays. Only on Thursdays that's, and every other day. That's not true. Mostly yeah. on Sundays. And Saturdays. And Fridays. And Mondays. Fuck Mondays. And Wednesdays. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dressing up for Halloween this year? Yeah. So um, me and Whitney, mm-hmm. from our guest from last season, mm-hmm. we're going as the two girls from The Shining. Oh. <gasps> That'll be so good. I know. So I'll share some pictures after. Um, we got little blue dresses, and I got some creepy contact lenses, and we're going to paint our faces really white. I'm so jealous. And do, like, spooky makeup. Um, I think I didn't send it to you. I meant to. But Vans has, like, s- scary-themed clothing and shoes now, and they have uh, Vans shoes that have the the twin girls from The Shining on each of the shoe. What? Like the pair. Yeah, and a hoodie with them on it. Can you send me that? I will. I will, because I won't like it. <laughs> I have a little bit of an obsession with fans. It's really cool. 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 It's cool to be cool. So this is our Halloween special, which means what? I don't think it means anything, really. Well, it means that, you know, we're just going to tell another spooky story. <laughs> well, I was, I thought, like, more haunted-themed. Okay, I definitely have some, like, haunted, creepy stuff, but my my story is just is, is going to be a kind of a Halloween murder I like it. Okay. That sounds great. That's, that's my vibe. Um, you? Yeah, I've got a haunted, haunted uh, place <laughs> to talk about. Sounds good. 
Sounds like a plan. I'm glad we organized this so well before. We're so good at this. Okay. I have some Halloween facts. Oh, okay. That maybe you don't know. Probably not. Would you like to know? I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> this is, uh, do you know where, where the term jack-o'-lantern came from? Nope. No, you don't. You don't. I, I was Just trying to no. think for you a second. Don't I don't know. The legend of Stingy Jack. Okay. <laughs> cheap motherfucker. Okay, so people have been making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween uh, for centuries. The practice originated from an Irish myth about a man nicknamed Stingy Jack. According to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. What? <laughs> like, want to come for drinks, Kez? You're like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, sweet, can you just turn yourself into money so I can buy myself the drink? And then I'll think of you while I sip it. Okay. That's not real. So once the devil did this, devil sounds like an idiot, Jack decided to keep the money and put it in his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back into his originated form. What? Apparently, well, I mean, everybody knows that, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Jack eventually f- freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for a year and that if Jack died, he would not claim his soul. So the next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. And while he was up the tree, Jack carved a sign of a cross on the tree's bark so the devil couldn't come back down. And then the devil had to promise Jack not to bother him for ten more years. So soon after that, Jack died. What an asshole. He's an asshole. (laughs) So as the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. And the devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. So Jack put the coal into a carved-out turnip and has been roaming the earth ever since. What? <laughs> turnip for what? <laughs> oh, I did the thing. Turnip for what? <laughs> cool joke. Yeah, uh, so in Ireland and Scotland, uh, people began to make their own versions of jack-o'-lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes. We should fucking do that one year. Let's just carve potato? little potato faces. That would be so cute, but also how? I mean, you just fucking hollow the little bitch out. Like you just leave the skin? You could cut... <laughs> Just like a withered it leather chase. That's amazing. <laughs> that wouldn't work that well. No, no, no. You gotta leave you a could layer like, in there. Okay, carve a face, like scoop out just the back. Oh. And then carve a face and just like put a candle oh. there. That'd be cool. A little potato lantern. Oh my god, cute. It would go brown instantly, but that's fine. Well, you just do it on the night. I don't know. Okay. On the night. Uh, okay, let's see. They'd carved scary faces and turnips and potatoes and place them into windows and near doors to frighten away Stingy Jack and other wandering evil spirits. In England, large beets are used. Cool. These places not have pumpkins? I guess not. Immigrants from these countries brought the jack-o'-lantern tradition with them when they came to the United States, and soon they found that pumpkins, a fruit native to America, make the perfect jack-o'-lanterns. That is super cool. There you go. Now you know, Stingy Jack. The things you know. Yeah. We should make, like, a really nice sound whenever we've learned something new. Like, wait-a-loo. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's like a cell phone. Sound. Yeah, like... Do, do, do. <laughs> like a real reflection moment. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> you learned something new. Good job, Kez. I... Do, do, do. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. This. Have you ever heard of souling? Nope. Well, it's actually what previously trick or treat was souling. 
Okay. So having children dress up in costumes and go door to door like little beggars demanding for treats is super weird. But we do it every year. <laughs> like several other Halloween activities, the tradition can be traced back to the Middle Ages and the rituals of Samhain. I'm not saying that right. Time San- out. The Sandman? I meant to look that up. I don't want to sound like an asshole. Okay. I definitely said it wrong. Sawin. Sawin. I'm so Sawin. I'm so Sawin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back at it. Focus. It was believed that phantoms walked the earth on the night of Samhain, so people would dress up in costumes. <laughs> but people would dress up in costumes in an effort to repel the spirits. As the Catholic Church started supplanting pagan festivals with their own holidays, like All Souls Day, the act of souling became popular, and poor children and adults would go door to door dressed as spirits, accepting food in exchange for prayers. Yeah, like that's know. such a shitty situation. So of course everybody's <laughs> going to give them something. Yeah. A, because they feel bad, or B, because they just want them to go. Yeah. They can't handle the situation. Like, get off my porch, Yeah, please. like, oh, my God, I, this is, yeah, I feel guilty. Take my corn. <laughs> Cause, my, take my turnips. Because that's all people had back then. All I have is a carved potato. <laughs> it's all yours now. <laughs> a carved radish. Yeah. And half a potato. Anyways, that's what souling is. Which is now trick-or-treating. Yeah, because we just send them over to get, you know, they're not poor. They're I just gluttonous and want with, candy. like, you get to choose a trick. No, that's or fucking all made up shit. Treat. It's that's from souling. It's from ch- poor children asking for food in exchange for prayers. Is now fat, rich children going around begging for candy. <laughs> wow, hey. Mm-hmm. How the times have changed. Right? But I do love a good mini chocolate bar. Oh, man. Who done it? Are you ready for my last fact? Yes, please. It better be a good one. I don't know, man. Those it's... ones were mediocre. Oh, really? I'm joking. They were great. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Okay, the classic 1978 horror film, Halloween, can be... Wait, let me guess. Was it um, inspired by A Place in Nanaimo? No. Okay. I think we'd know that. No, you said that last time. No, well... That was it. Yeah, and that was in Vancouver. Okay, never mind. Rewind. (laughs) The classic 1978 horror film, Halloween, can be easily recognized in just one image. The psychotic Michael Myers in his iconic pale-faced mask. Without a doubt, it's one of the chilling looks that has struck terror into the hearts of partying teens in slasher flicks. So the movie was actually filmed on such a tight budget that the crew used the cheapest mask they could find, a $2 Star Trek Captain James Kirk mask. They spray-painted it white and reshaped the eye holes, making William Shatner look incredibly creepy. So it's the William Shatner face. Totally. I can totally see that. Yeah. Is that a good fact? That's a great fact. And Thank you know you. what? I kind of always like thought that it looked a little Star Trekky. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Without even thinking about it. There you go, kid. That was a cool fact. Good. I'm glad you like it. Great game. Good okay. job. Oh, you know what I thought we should bring back? <laughs> make this sound. Oh, okay. Hey, Darla, make this sound. <laughs> Fuck, do it again. Do it again. Make this sound. I can't, can't do it. Make this sound. Nice. Your turn. Ready? I don't got any. Make that sound. <laughs> Ready? Make this sound. <laughs> Kezia, make this sound. <laughs> sound like you're chanting in another language. That was weird. Okay, so... That got weird. It got weird fast. 
So I searched Reddit for like the most unnerving story I could find, like true story. So uh, I'm gonna just do a quick rundown of a couple that I I heard. They're short. Okay. And I'm gonna let you decide which one's the creepiest. Okay. Okay. When I was about nine, my friend Jason called to say he was coming over. This was the 80s, so there was no cell phones. So after he was taking way too long to get there, I called his house. His grandma said he had left just a little bit ago, so I waited. He still didn't show. We lived in a dangerous part of town in Section 8, and so I started to get nervous again. He was only a block away. Why would it take so long? I called his grandma again, and she was like, well, maybe he saw a friend on his way. Check outside. So I did. I went outside, and his dead body was by the entrance to my building. His coat and shoes were gone, and it seems that someone murdered a little boy for his fucking stuff. I had the pleasure of discovering him and testifying at the guy's grand jury later. Whoa. What? Isn't that messed? Where was that? Somewhere in the States. I don't know. It doesn't say. Creeps. You ready for number two? Yep. I didn't see the accident, but while living in Jamaica, I saw a man carrying a mangled body, just walking the country. I later learned that they were brothers and worked construction together. One brother had fallen from a great height, and the other brother was just carrying his body, walking towards the hospital, even though his brother had died on impact. He was just in a terrible, sad mania. What? Yeah. He just carried the dead body around, heading well, to the hospital. Whoa. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't like Like, that. just holding it? Just carrying it, yep. All right. Car accident on my way home from work. I stopped to call 911, and I got out to check on the people. The guy I had checked on was holding his intestines in his lap. I don't have a how I don't have a clue how I was able to stay composed for his sake, telling him everything was fine. It's just a scratch, yada yada. But he's holding his intestines. That's all it says. Doesn't we don't know if he lived or anything. Oh my. How would you talk to somebody if they were if holding their innards? I would probably be in shock. I'd yeah. be like, uh, you need to get to a hospital and I don't want your blood on my car, so <laughs> stay there with all that. Do you need to have a freezer bag? Darla, just... that reminds me of something. What? Okay, so remember last season, I think it was our bonus episode, we talked about what you would do if um, you were driving and someone like stopped your car and they needed help and they were like covered in blood or whatever. Yeah, because people like set up people, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my friend Chelsea listened to that episode and then texted me this. One time I was driving home working a wedding into Cumberland at 3 a.m. and a person ran out like a fucking gargoyle <laughs> into the street in front of me and they had been shot in the leg and I had to call 911 and I was scared shitless. I locked all my doors and only rolled down the window like one inch to talk to him. He was mega high, probably adrenaline, but also maybe crack. And it took me multiple tries to dial 911 because my hands were shaking. It was just as you come off the highway to Cumberland, so no houses or anyone around. He wouldn't say what was wrong with him, just was like, I'm bleeding out, you need to drive me to the hospital. And then I asked if she was okay after she said, yeah, after the police got there. I had to stay until 6 in the morning because they took pictures of my car. There was blood all over it. He was known to the police and like a low-level drug dealer, and some kind of thing happened that he got shot at the cemetery in Cumberland and then ran down the road onto the road in front of me. That's some bad luck for her to get yeah. trapped into that. And so she never got out of the car? Nope. She just locked everything and just rolled down the window a little Smart. bit. Smart. Yeah. 
Because I think in that moment, you just, you wouldn't know what to do, and you just do what you do. And, like, how do you know, like, if you're not a doctor, plus you've only just seeing him for the first time. How do you know he didn't hurt someone and that someone else's blood? Yeah. Right? Right? She said, I swear it was like a gargoyle running out onto the road (laughs) under the streetlights in front of me. I almost shit myself. (laughs) Like, that would be so Yeah, because he'd be, like, limping and, like, half-holding one of his legs. Yeah. I could totally see the gargoyle. And yeah, and then it took her like four or five tries to dial my phone. Yeah, thank you for sharing. So I've I've got two more. Okay. When I was growing up, my little brother, who was three at the time, used to sleepwalk through our house at night. He'd walk down to the basement where I slept and crack open my door between eleven and two a.m. He'd then slowly push it open and shuffle inside. When I'd ask what he was doing, he'd always stare at the floor and say, "Where's mom?" I tell him that she was upstairs. He would repeat. Where's mom? Each night, I would take him back upstairs and lead him back to bed where he'd fall asleep. One night, at about 1 a.m., I woke to hear crying at the bottom of the stairs. I walked out to investigate, and he was sitting on the bottom step. I asked him what was wrong, and again he said, Where's mom? I told him she was upstairs, and we should go get her. No, he said, staring at the floor. There's a bloody head following me. What? What? I asked. He looked up from the floor, stared me right in the eyes opened his mouth, and let out the shrillest blood-curdling scream I have ever heard in my life. It scared the living shit out of me. It was so loud that the whole family got out of their beds to see what was going on. After that, I'd never ask him what what he was doing downstairs. I'd just take him back to his bedroom. That would scare the fuck out of me. Uh, yeah. Just, like, screams as high as he can in your face. There's a bloody head following me. I Yeah, I would. I'd probably knock him out. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> just instapunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Anything to do with kids, kids and ghosts? Cr- they're creepy. Like, they're so creepy. Like, I love them, but they're creepy Like, the creepiest shit. movies are the ones with the kids when they're, like, have ghost interactions. You know what I find really creepy is children zombies that run really fast. Ew. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't like that. No. In the late 70s, my uncle was studying medicine at the University of Chicago. After a morning class, he decided that he would hitchhike back home to Lincoln Park on the north side instead of pay for a taxi. A man drove up in a Plymouth satellite and offered my uncle a ride. The man looked normal and seemed friendly, lighthearted even, so my uncle got in the car and they started driving towards Lakeshore Drive. However, once they got there, the man drove south on Lakeshore instead of north towards Lincoln Park. My uncle told the man he was going the wrong way and to turn around and head north. The man looked at my uncle, put his hand on his knee and said, No, son, you are coming with me. And he smiled darkly at him. Uh, My uncle froze in panic. And when they hit traffic near the South Shore, he quickly unlocked the passenger door and ran out without looking back. A year or two later, on a cold December day, my uncle was having coffee in a cafe with my future aunt when he caught something on the TV that made his blood run cold. He saw the man that had picked him up from school that day a year before, and he had been arrested for suspected rape and killing of over 20 men and boys. The man on television was John Wayne Gacy, and he had removed the door handle of the passenger side door to prevent men he picked up from escaping. Whoa. The fuck? So he was probably the last one to survive. Can you imagine being that person? No. So I work with a lady um, who's from China. I guess she came across that we do a podcast on this kind of stuff, and she's like, you like spooky things? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I got a story for you. Cool. This is just the other day. And she says, so my... My mom, like, they lived in China, and her mom, when she was a girl, she had, she had a sister, 
And when her sister, so this would be the lady I worked with's aunt, the mom's sister uh, committed suicide when she was a teenager. Mm. So this is before my coworker was even born, right? So her aunt had committed suicide as a teenager, and it was awful, of course. A few years later, the girl that committed suicide, her mom, so my fr- my coworker's grandma, received a phone call. In her, she had a nightmare, and in her nightmare, she received a phone call from her dead daughter. And her dead daughter told her, I'm getting married. And she gave her the name of the man who is also dead that she's marrying. And so when the grandma woke up, they looked up, I guess, however they did. They found out who this man was, and he was, in fact, dead. And they held a ceremony to marry these two dead people. What? So, and I I had the same reaction. I was like, pardon? And she's <laughs> like, yeah, it's actually a normal thing in China that they marry dead pe- un- people that die before they get married. Aww. They then marry them to other dead people. Whoa. What? Yeah. That is That's crazy. a thing. I looked it up. Whoa. Yeah. Like super common? Super common. And so they hadn't done this, but it wasn't until the grandma got the phone call from her daughter from the grave that said, I'm marrying a na- this person's name. And she looked up that name and he was a dead man. That is so crazy. Yeah. That's a great story. It is. Whoa. I think I might look into this uh, Chinese ghost weddings and do a story on it in the future, but... Let's start our podcast. Oh, should we do that? Is that why we're here? But can I get a re-up, please? Rhea. I can't use this arm, so you have to do it. You're such a gimp. Uh, would you like some arrogant frog? Yes, please. Glug, 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 glug. There you go. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Mind the overspray. <laughs> we used to spill red wine in your closet, and now you're fucking spilling red wine all over our crisp pod we, lab. We upgraded to the pod lab. Now I can spill wine in style. So should we rock, paper, scissors this shit or what? Mm-hmm. Or do I just automatically win because I've done all the work so far? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first? No, let's... Uh, maybe. Let's see. Rock, paper, paper scissors. scissors. You rock, son of a paper, bitch. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, you won. I win. You winded. I always winded. Okay, you go first. Okay, so this is my super cool Halloween story. Oh, I like how you did that. I'm going to do it in this voice. That's really hard to do. <laughs> you know what you sound like? That might be us. With the we buried. That made it so much scarier when they talk like that. I think I just pulled something in my neck. If you guys haven't seen the movie Us. I love um, that movie. Darla and Kezia give it two thumbs Two RFS We actually watched it twice because it was that good. My story is a haunted story. About Highcroft Manor, the home of seven ghosts. (laughs) Highcroft Manor has been the home of many historical moments. It was the height of the socialite parties in the 1920s and 30s, and home of recovering. (laughs) Why do I all of a sudden have an English accent? (laughs) You know what? I'm going to tell it with an English accent. Let it flow. It was the height of the socialite parties in the 1920s and 30s and home of recovering veterans in the 40s and now serves as a resting place for ghosts. It has been said that walking into certain rooms you get a chill right up your spine. And not a cold chill. One where you feel something, that something is there. 
The manor is located in Shaughnessy in Vancouver and was originally built in 1911. Owned by General Alexander Duncan McRae, a war hero <laughs> and politician. I think you fucking read better with an accent than I've ever heard you read. <laughs> Maybe this is my new podcast. This is so voice. good. Fuck, keep going. Okay, sorry. He lived there with his wife, Blanche McRae. <laughs> Take it back. He lived there with his wife, Blanche McRae. They hosted many high society parties. Her name's Blanche. Yeah. Is it just Blanche? Blanche. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Blanche? (laughs) Is it Blanche? (laughs) Let's just call her Blanche. He lived there with his wife, Blanche McRae. They hosted many high society parties... That were the talk of the town. In 1942, they donated it to become a convalescent hospital for war vets, which it remained that until 1960, when it was heavily renovated and became the University Women's Club of Vancouver. Now it is used as a venue for weddings and events, but with all the residents and guests over the years, some had never left. First, we like to introduce Mr. and Mrs. McRae. Mr. McRae wears a World War I attire, and his wife has been seen floating in the manor, wandering the third-floor hallways in a white dress and descending down the stairs. But they are unsure if it's, some, if it's the same woman or three different ones. And then we have the head nurse. It's a woman literally dressed like a nurse. <laughs> Roaming around like a nurse. <laughs> that that wasn't maybe the right sound. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Should I say that one again? No, that's great. Keep going. And then we come to the crying man. People can hear a man sobbing from a room on the lower floor. And some have said to hear a baby crying on the second floor. Can you imagine hearing a man sobbing when you're just trying to go for a wee? And then we have our last three ghosts, the pranksters. There are three little pranksters roaming the manor. The staff said... There are three army veterans. They were named the pranksters because they open and close doors (laughs) and cause the lights to flicker. 
Many veterans died in the manor during its days as a hospital. They think these men are from that era. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the ghosts of Highcroft Manor. <laughs> I got my references from 604now.com, an article from October 24th, 2019. You are welcome. We are so good at this. <laughs> it's almost like we're professionals. We well, this is our twenty second episode. Oh, so we kind of should be. We should be right now. I, get I think. It. Um, so Kezia's story was so rad that I'm literally not even gonna tell mine. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I don't want to like end this vibe. It was it was fucking good, Kez. Thanks, Thanks, you're a gem. Cheers. Cheers. You're a gem. And also, by the way, Darla was thrown on all those sound effects. Like, on a whim. Yeah. We didn't improv- plan. Improv- guys, we didn't plan any of this. I'd like to thank Google. I'd like to thank my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to thank the pod lab. I'd like to thank our sponsors that we don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Well, me too. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, who else do we want to thank? We want to thank our families. My our dentist. Friends. My dentist. Your dentist. I'd like to thank Good my dude. acupuncturist. Oh, nice. <laughs> my florist. Hey, and we can't forget our fans. Yeah, we'll we? have to give in. Thank you, guys. I sent a, I sent a couple swag bags out. Yeah, sorry this for morning. the delay, you guys. We know we see your emails. We mm-hmm. appreciate you. We're just. I sent a bundle out this morning while I was a driving to bundle. work. Whipped. I parked in the middle of the street and just ran out, like blocking the road. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta mail these. Wow. So yeah. And I had to, like I wrote cards and everything. Oh, your cards. Tell a thank you. You are on it. Okay, so guys, what do you think about merch? We mean like a super red t-shirt, perhaps a mug. A, a mug, a t-shirt, maybe a hoodie. Hmm. But listen, guys, we're not going to do this if you don't show interest because we want to know that you want the stuff. So get at us. If you're on our Instagram, shoot us a message, say yes, please merch. If you have our email, you have our email address. It's radiofacestories at gmail.com. Send us an email. If you guys want it, we'll make it. We're not just gonna make it to make it, right? No. no. Well, you can make me one. I want it. Okay. Me and Darla are gonna make two T-shirts for me and her. If you guys want in on that, you want in on that. Get at get us. Yeah. Yeah. You know you want to get in on that. You know you want it. You know you won't get it. Gonna get it. Gonna get it. Get. Um, cool. Good times. That was really fun. Okay. That's the best time I've ever had. This Should we um month. end on Rock Paper Scissors Scary Movie? Rock Paper Scary Movie. Okay. Yep. Let's do okay. it. Ready? Rock, Rock Paper Halloween Pet Cemetery One. Mm. Halloween wins. <laughs> Halloween wins. Halloween wins. I was I don't know why I was thinking Pet Cemetery. I don't know. Pet Cemetery is a great movie. It's the remake is not as good. Garbage. Garbage. Horseshit. Okay. Darla and Kezi gave it two thumbs. <laughs> Fart. Okay. okay. Rock, rock paper, paper's the shining. shining. <gasps> That's a magical moment. We Do-do-do. never tie. Do do do. That's beautiful. We need to end here. We need to end here. And on a tie note. Yeah. On a high note. We both agree that The Shining's a fucking incredible movie. It is a great movie. Thank you, you guys. Thank you so much. Have a super safe and spooky Halloween. And um, eat all the candy. Fuck yeah. Steal your kids' candy. Just do it. They Just do it. They won't They'll know. live. They'll they live. Won't. They'll know, no. but they'll live. They'll, they'll forgive l- you. They will know? Oh, oh yeah, they know. know. They always know. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're under three, maybe not, but... Right. All cool. good. Happy Halloween! Woo! Good one.
Bye. Where are you?